Download the app, Bet Big, Win Bigger. And I got to tell you, I really like the sound of that. And with WinBet, it's just that easy. WinBet has what you need to win. So if you're from Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, sign up today to receive this special offer. New users can take advantage of WinBet's bet $25, get $50 in free bets. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. Download the app, bet big, and win bigger. Let's get after it. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too. 1-800-889-9789. Welcome to the Greenlight Podcast. It's another Trench Talk with Bo Allen. We're going to go in-depth on the Monday Night Football game, the quarterback controversy that now is going to plague New England, and how the Bears had the Patriots on their heels from the jump. You're also going to hear Chris's fridge talk from Monday night after that game, a couple bad bets. He'll detail those with Bo, and give Bo an opportunity to win some money back in Vegas in our, in our, in our upcoming Greenlight trip. Y'all take care. Make sure that you uh, make sure that you stay tuned for Chris and Kyle later this afternoon, two o'clock. Green light feed. We're gonna have a good little bit of fun, and then Thursday, four thirty p.m. on the Amp app. We'll be live and rocking. Y'all come join us. Vegas is my daddy, and I'm I'm man enough to say it. You know, all the house monies have exited the building. There's no more house money, and that was never my money at all. Okay, uh, you're you're lo- this is a live look at a broken man here uh, over the last 48. Just all down the drain. 99 yard drive, seven week long drive. Been driving the ball for seven fucking weeks. Been driving the ball for 49 days. And I throw it off the back of a fat fucking O-lineman's helmet and it goes for a pick six. That's how I feel right now. So this is a, 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 an authentic look at a broken man. You don't need to call the hotline. Hotline's right here. Okay. But the good news is money has no inherent value. It's a social construct. Um, live to see another day, I guess. Justin Fields says in my notes, cause I brought notes in the, um, in the freezer here. Uh, and it says in my notes, talk about Justin Fields. Yeah. How could I not for the rest of my life? Fucking guy. I've been on his bandwagon clinging on that thing. So I can just in case this ever happens, be like, yeah, I knew it. I knew it, but that doesn't make me any fucking money. In fact, he owes me an undisclosed amount of money now. If I see Justin Fields, I'm going to remind him of what he did to my family tonight. Speaking of my family, wife walks in, sitting on the couch, dejected, of course. You know, 24-hour rule, we'll flush it. But, like, 
She's like, yeah, you probably lost some money, huh? I was like, don't really want to talk about it. She's like, how much? I was like, don't really want to disclose. And she put her hand on my shoulder and she's like, um, you know, who's the real loser, Chris? You might've lost some money, but I lost a tennis match tonight. And you know what? I thought about it and I'm coming around on that. I think she's the real loser um, because I'm not the only loser. Vegas is my daddy. Vegas is a lot of your daddies. Vegas is a tribe of many, is a family of many children. And uh, it's like a polygamous group. You're part of the group, chances are. And if you weren't part of the group and you're sharp and you bet the bears, all of a sudden you win a bet, you're a fucking lifetime 55% gambler. It's coming for you too now. So you'll join. I'll see you later. I'll see you. I'll see you at family dinner. I'll see you at the family dinner. Just not this week. It won't. Maybe it's not this week. It'll be down the line. You know, some of you snide bears, betters, fucking did the thing. You did the thing. Good for you. But you'll have a night like tonight. And just remember, when you have a night like tonight, that um, money is a social construct. It's all about the people that love you and your health and things like that. So. I'm going to give my wife the password to my uh, WinBet account now. Every deep playoff run starts with building an amazing team. Doing the same for your business doesn't take a room full of scouts. You just need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Find great talent faster through time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. With Instant Match, over 80% of employers get quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job, according to Indeed Data US. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed helps star applicants to shine with over 135 assessment tests from cooking to coding. Indeed assessments help take the stress out of the interview process. Your candidates get to prove themselves before the interview, and you can dive deeper into talking about what's important to you. Even better, Indeed's the only job site where you only pay for applications that meet your must-have requirements. Indeed is an unbelievably powerful hiring partner, delivering four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest 2019. Visit indeed.com slash greenlight to start hiring now. Just go to indeed.com slash greenlight. Indeed.com slash greenlight. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. So that was me at the fridge last night uh, after that debacle. Bo, I'm not going to share with the guys in the studio what I had riding on the game, but you you saw. I, had to, I texted you so that there was an institutional memory of just... How much? Are you chewing gum? It's actually <laughs> caffeine gum, Chris. Can you tell? Yeah, you could really use some caffeine gum. That's I got just caffeine gum do. and some Zins here. I'm about to be fucking rolling for this pod. Sorry, go ahead. Keep going. Speaking of that, I wonder if we have any Zin laying around. I could use some nicotine. I um, I sent you a text message with the, the five to six bets that I had on the Pats last night. Um, I was in chase mode. Well, who you heard in that video is not Chris Long. That's Chase Long. Okay, that, that's, that's Chase Long. Chase Long made those bets. 
Chase Long did that fridge talk. Chris Long woke up this morning and stared at the fucking ceiling for 40 minutes. I woke up this morning. It was overcast out. I, I think that's what it's like when you don't want to get out of bed. Is this an intervention like, pod, me? Chris? Is <laughs> no, 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 no. We're good. We're good. We're good. I'm not addicted because I because I can stop. I haven't I haven't gambled all day. <laughs> I bet you I can get you gambling by the end of the day, Chris. No, I don't think so. The problem is, you know, it was a bad, bad weekend, Bo, and this is what'll happen to you sometimes. And 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 Meg was great last night, as you heard in the in the in the video. Like, get you a wife who walks in and respects your bankroll as your bankroll, right? Because I earned that bankroll. Yeah. It's my right to piss it away. You know, it's my right to to set that pile of cash on fire. Ironically, trusting the greatest coach of all time against the least accurate quarterback in the fucking league last night, dude. In the league. So I guess the question is, and this is this day is going to go down in infamy. What day is it? October 24th was, was last night. I won't be placing bets on October 24th ever again. Uh, I'm also going to take off 11-8 because if you guys remember in 2020, a giant bet I lost uh, when I put a bunch of money on Tampa chase long, put a bunch of money on Tampa on Sunday night football. They got waxed 38 to three by the saints. That was brutal. But the same day I bet the, the fucking Ben DiNucci. I, I bet against Ben DiNucci. Wasn't that, wasn't that what happened? Reed, it was Ben DiNucci and he was a stealer or was he a cowboy? Cowboy. Yeah, it's all mixed up in my head. It was just a factory of sadness. Three hours staring at the TV, screaming at Ben DiNucci I, you know, big money line bet. Chase Long, he likes to, he likes to pile on the risk when he's down. You know, like really big, risky, seemingly safe bets. I texted a few of my friends in New England. Are they going to be okay tonight? Yeah, this feels like a Bears quit game. I got twenty three to eleven. I got. I heard all types of shit. Ooh, Ninko, uh, that must have been Ninko, huh? <laughs> <laughs> he might have been one of them. But it, but it's not like I blame Ninko. I blame Chase Long. And um, and you ought to be careful, Bo, because you want to start gambling. This is this is how it happens. Yeah. This is where it ends. I said in the video, you don't need to call the hotline. I am the hotline. Well, you're you're Chase Long. I'm going to be Ern, Ern Allen, Ernie Allen, because I'm going to be earning that, baby. <laughs> Come on. You think? You, mean, you need me to play some best for you on 11-8. I got you, Ern Allen. Yeah, 11-8, I might, let, I might let you ghost gamble for yeah, me. Yeah, I love that. Let's do it. Honestly, though, a lot, I kind of understand why some degenerates love it. Like, I still loved losing yeah, that money Yeah, because you feel night. something, you know? Either you way. You feel some idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're all dead inside, Chris. You know, win or lose, That's exactly, you just want the emotional rush. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. And the worst part was, I didn't even put this in the video. My mom was over last night. She came back in town and, like, sat with me and watched oh. a football game. We haven't watched a football game in a while. And she was kind of like, man, you really are irresponsible. <laughs> It took uh, her that long to figure that out. <laughs> she, she didn't figure that out at New Year's Eve at fucking Tavern on Broad back in twenty. Oh man, when Khalil Herbert went in on a fucking on that on that little pump screen to basically oh. to kill because I had the first half, I had first half money line, I had first half minus five. It was excruciating. The the Bailey Zappy second quarter, I will always fondly remember. So much dopamine. 
you know, wherever dopamine goes in your body, I had a lot of it. And I was just, I was on tilt. And, and after that first quarter where every play I was going, oh no, oh no. The second quarter was, was blissful. And it was sandwiched between two of the worst periods of football viewing I've ever experienced in my life. Bailey Zappi. He's a piece of bologna between two fucking dry pieces of bread. And the sandwich tastes like shit. And it came out bad on the other end. Okay? Because now my, all the, the house money is gone. And Bo, you saw how much money that was. We're going to move on in a second. But I just had to vent a little bit. It was a lot. Enough to be bummed about. You know, but thank- <laughs> definitely, especially when you when you realize I lost that Sunday too. Yeah, well, thankfully, was- <laughs> thankfully, Ern Allen's going to bring that all back for you. Okay, and we got right, a fun good. little company trip coming up to Vegas, so let's not forget about that too. Lots of earning potential for the boys. Soon. Can we tell? Can I tell people about the company trip coming up? Um, it, so in November, I got to go to Vegas. Um, you know, I, I go to Vegas for the win. Wonderful people, sponsors of this pod. There's a certain amount of activations I have to go do. Take you behind the curtain. Oh, you got to go to Vegas for work. I fucking, I, I don't look a gift horse in the mouth all the time. Sometimes I'm like, ah, oh, Vegas is a long way. But it's exciting to get to go to Vegas for work. It times up that my buddy Sam Bradford has a birthday that week. And he, Hold my lovely wife. Hold on a second, Chris. You have another buddy that has a birthday that week too. My, my, I know, I'm going to get there. <laughs> so 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 sam had a birthday first okay (laughs) sam has a birthday sam and i like to go to the win we like to gamble we like to we like to hang out we like to take the lovely wives and we do and uh and we had this all planned out and i was like listen i don't have to do much for work then bo calls me a week later and he's like hey heard you're going to vegas in november uh i think i want to go to vegas and uh it's your boy's birthday so i'm thinking we do a big birthday thing so this is kind of like a curb your enthusiasm situation i'll invite myself to anything chris i basically invited myself onto your podcast on a permanent basis so here we are (laughs) but the best part is that it's not just like yo i'm coming to vegas uh, you know, I know you have like a, a nice, clean double date set up <laughs> for Vegas, but I'm going to be the fifth wheel and it's going to be my birthday. So Sam's going to be trying to have like a nice, quiet birthday dinner. Bo's going to be sitting at table over and request fucking some cake and they're going to sing ice him, cream cake, and Dairy gonna, Queen ice cream cake. Jot that down. Win. <laughs> going to be at Delilah's. Yeah. Bo's like, what time are you going to Delilah's? <laughs> no, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a Sapphire's guy in, uh, in Vegas. Sapphire. What is, what is Sapphire? Oh, I'll show you. Sapphire. So, so are you bringing a lovely lady, Bo? Or are you are you just gonna fifth wheel? <laughs> to be Rada might be. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Em you're right. will be there. We will see, Chris. To be determined. I'm sure we have a lot of lovely uh, listeners of this podcast. Submit your applications on greenlight.com backslash. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Can you DM if you want to go to Vegas with Bo? You know. It's it's getting cold outside. It's good to have somebody to hold on to, you know, especially if he's a big hulking man, you know. He's got a lot of hair. He's got facial hair. He's a warm weather boo. I've also boo lost thing. like 55 pounds in the last year. He, Just note that. Jot that down, ladies. <laughs> but he's still a warm weather boo thing. It's kind of like being a, a growing up a point guard and then hitting a growth spurt and being 6'10". It's the best of both worlds. It's like he's the, the, the web and yama. Plus, I was fat growing up, so I'm funny now, which is important, too. <laughs> Honestly, think about the, the perfect storm that created Bo Allen. He could be yours for one weekend in Las Vegas 
DM Greenlight. We're we're doing a Vegas thing where we're just I'm just we're just whoring me out, huh? <laughs> really leaning into the Vegas. Yeah. Why don't we hire a working girl <laughs> for the weekend? This is a family just... podcast. Come on. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. Some guy in their car yeah. with this on. We just got some. We just got done talking about gambling. Now we're talking about escorts and love it. Just a true NFL experience. <laughs> well, honestly, no, it's not. Uh, honestly. um, Think about it. We could get a real classy gal to show up Friday, go to dinner with you, blow out the candles. I mean, she could even sit at the table with with Sam, myself, and our lovely wives. We'll see, Chris. Who says no, Bo? Who says no to this deal? Hopefully not Amrata. <laughs> okay, so we're going to Vegas. And we're not going to gamble. Is that? No, it's not 11-8. It's not. <laughs> whoa. If we were going 11-8, have to get the trip moved. I want the day that I want, we'll live in infamy. I want your lovely wife, Meg, to throw some throw some dice on the craps table with us. You know, you know she will. She's got Hell a little yeah. man's complex, so she's going to be out there gambling loud at the tables, um, yelling at the die. Okay, so listen, like that thing y'all do, Kingston, where you got to talk to the dice and mm-hmm. then throw it all hard as fuck Blowing out. It. Yeah, you do all that shit. If you're here in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, and you haven't tried the WinBet app yet, I have great news for you. Sign up today to receive this special offer. New users can take advantage of WinBet's bet $25, get $50 in free bets. WinBet is basically giving you free money. Don't turn that down. Don't pass that up. Download the WinBet app today. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where win bet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too. 1-800-889-9789. So here's the thing last night, Bo. I'm going to ask you what you thought up front and what happened to the Pats. Because number one, gray pants, probably have to go and that's a big shame because i thought that the 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 pats uniforms were always really solid and they changed the unis right to these new new joints they look like perpetual thursday night football they they threw on the grays last night i thought the grays looked great but you know how coaches are they're probably probably never going to go back to these motherfuckers so that's shame number one shame number two belichick warned us about the bears yeah i mean he told us they were good and we were like ah he's just messing around um, yeah, I might want to listen to the greatest coach of all time when he gives you an in-depth scouting report on a team that ends up beating him on Monday Night Football, you know? I mean, he warned us. And the Pats, he warned the Pats, probably, and they got fucking jumped. That's that's the best way I could put it. Like, early in this game, they got jumped. And I want to give Getsy a lot of credit, the OC um, in, in Chicago, because that game plan, well, they might have run some of the same things. They had a lot of really nice wrinkles, like a, yeah. a ghost motion counter with the quarterback, that sort of thing. You had you move the pocket with them early. You had that slick little screen in the red yeah, zone. Some good RPOs. You, you, RPOs. You use play action. Um, but the bottom line is, they came out attacking. And I bet you, Bill told, and we've both been coached by Bill Belichick, right? I think. This was a tailor-made situation that Bill walks into the room and says, guys, we are going to suffocate the run game and we will not lose this game. We're going to make Justin Fields beat us. We're going to play zone because we don't want people turning their back to the defense because you see how fast and athletic he is. We're going to rush with with integrity. 
Our rush lanes are going to be good. None of those things fucking happened, dude. It just did not play out the way on the defensive side of the ball because people are going to look at the Mac Jones thing and the Zappy thing and they're going to be disappointed and they're going to say, like, what's your plan, which we'll talk about in a second, but the defense was what you thought you could hang your fucking hat on. Right. And they got absolutely jumped. And there's been a lot of buzz about, you know, the Patriots offense, exactly what you just said, like, you know, defensive coaches with Patricia and Bill calling the plays, but you'd expect the off or the, the defense for the Patriots to do a lot better. And it's I think it really boils down to what you said, Chris. Fields played a hell of a game, man. And you mentioned it earlier when you were talking about your gambling woes. Um, you know, one of the most inaccurate passers in the league. But he was his decision making was good and he was throwing some good balls, but more importantly, like he was so dangerous on his feet. And I thought they did a really good job of crafting up um quarterback design quarterback runs in critical moments uh for Fields, like, you know, the first touchdown of the game on that quarterback keep it was like a sweep outside zone type play and then there's another third and five where they just you know direct snap to him and he took it and picked it up but i think he picked up probably like there's a third and 14 that he picked up on his feet too that was really nice and uh, uh yeah. you know that there was another third and six where there's kind of a botched snap that he he picked up so i think they really didn't do a bad job against the run game. They kind of got bled a little bit um, just throughout the course of the game with, you know, some six yard runs and stuff like that. But the real dangerous runner was fields and he's, well, I mean, he, 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 he's a weapon, dude. He's right. an absolute weapon. You talked about it. the most disappointing thing watching that game slip away was third down. Yeah. You know, and you talked about it. Uh, th- there was a play early in that game. Uh, you know, like they didn't get the ball run up their ass traditionally. No, right. No, but what did happen is early in the game when you got jumped and the offense was moving the ball um, and you knew they, they came to play and your offense was pinned against the goal line. They received the kick. I don't know who won the toss. I mean, it was probably Chicago and they elected to defer or whatever. But this is what I'm afraid of. You know, Mac Jones trots out there. He's on, he's on a high ankle, which is a real motherfucker to play with. Yeah. Okay, so he's been out a little bit now. That thing's still biting. Like, usually those are four to six weeks. He did right? look kind of mobile, though, but I, I'm with you. Like, those are motherfuckers to play on. And he, but he was, he was not afraid to scramble. I think, I mean, he probably got what, like four series total. And I think on third down a couple times, like he was trying to pick up, pick up the first down with his feet. And it didn't look, I mean, it didn't look horrible. Like you've seen guys well, that pretty are much the only, pretty much the only thing he did all night was kick a guy in the dick. <laughs> I and know. High five, and that high was, five bit, that was and high five zappy. That was Brady esque. You see that slide? Brady's been doing that yes. for years, man. That's no yeah. one ever picks up on that, but that's such a rap move. I mean, I kind of love it, but I also kind of hate it. You know, it's one of those things <laughs> where it's yeah. like, yeah. It's just such a motherfucker move, you know, any, but any other quarterbacks, but, but, you know, you mentioned it. I mean, there's a lot of third downs and then like, for me, it was, I don't know if you remember this play, but they were in the red zone. I think they were down three, nothing. And, uh, Montgomery, um, gets the ball and he gets tackled. I mean, Judon's got him dead yeah. to rights at like the five yard line or the seven yard line. He just keeps churning. I thought he was down. I lost him in the pile. He, yep. he goes down to the, the two-yard line. There's guys standing around that pile. Like, there's guys who don't know whether to push the pile or to jump right. on the pile. And there's DBs just kind of, like, relaxing. And in that moment, as the Bears appear to, you know, uh, pardon the cliche, want it more, you realize, oh, shit is real, Yeah, like, tonight. And if you're a, a member of the Pats defense, you're like, we got to be perfect from here on out, and they weren't. And on third down, you talked about it, whether they were rushing three and, and the lanes were off, whether it was in the second half, they come out, that, that third and five you mentioned, they, they got pullers 
out there on third and five. I love that call. So, I mean, like that's smart you know, football, th- man. That's smart by the by the Bears. There's a little Jalen Hurst Hurts esque too. You know, just he's quarterbacks are so dangerous. Mobile quarterbacks and, and Fields is a big player too. Like he's like two forty or something like that, but he's kind of long too, and he can move well. I thought that was a great play call. Well, honestly, I had um. You know, I'm looking at that play and I'm thinking he really puts you in a bind on third and five. The weather's bad. You're like probably thinking, hey, we got to watch for quarterback run and some of this stuff. They've done some of these things this year. And uh, you got to decide whether you want to be out there and sub or not. Right. You got to be you got to decide whether you want big people in the field or not. There was a third and 14, I think, um, where they had big people in the field. I don't know. It was third and 14, but it was third and six out of the half. And they got big. They got big guys on the field and he scrambles. Um, because, because the guys that are trying to run flat and beat him to the line of scrimmage or the first down marker are big guys, you know, so it really puts coaches in a bind, especially in a weather game when you're like, yeah, they'll fuck around and run the ball on third and medium. And I should have known, dude, all these third downs were backbreaking. Even the ones like he would fumble the snap. Exactly. You know, he, he fumbled one time and, and actually came up with his own, own fumble. Like they got lucky a couple of times. You know, there was another time he fumbled. Judon's trying to trying to rush the edge. He bails out of the back of the pocket. The big guys are running. They're not fast enough. It's just a disaster. But I, I said this week one, and I should have known. The fucking I said this out loud on this show. The Bears are a rain team. I said that I said like they just when when it's nasty out because it was San Francisco and they elevated and beat the dog shit out of San Francisco in a lot of spots in that game. They just look like a rain team. So, so I never are the Patriots, though. There, there, are, there is no football team in the world that practices outside in inclement weather more than the, the New England Patriots. Believe me, you should know that. And I swear, oh. it is always overcast. There's something about Foxborough where, like, last night, the conditions of last night, that's, like, 80% of the time in Foxborough. There's some sort of weird weather phenomenon where that's just, that's just what it is, you know? Well, just think about it, man. Just think about this. Like, all these things that, whether you're a gambler, you're trying to handicap that game, or you're just watching the game, you're like, okay, Belichick, inaccurate quarterback. Um, you know, you've got two rookie tackles. You have two rookie corners. Um, on the field for the Bears. It's raining, right? All this stuff. You get your quarterback back, and this is how fucking, this is what an anomaly last night was. I don't think I've ever seen a game where a quarterback took such a big step forward Agreed. Uh, on such a big stage. So I'm really happy for Justin Fields as the smoke clears. Like, my 24-hour rule is almost over. And, you know, like I said, I, I'm going to pat myself on the back on this because I'll tell you when I'm wrong about something. Um, if Justin Fields turns out to be this guy, I don't know that there are too many people left on the bandwagon and I have never gotten off the bandwagon on Justin Fields because it's too tantalizing, man, his physical abilities, what he did last night. You know, I don't want to say Josh Allen's name in the same sentence, but do you remember when people were down on Josh Allen, right? It wasn't, he, you know, this guy's not the natural thrower that Josh Allen was, but you know, if you can lean into his strengths and develop him and, and build an offense around him, Fuck, he's scary, dude. One thing I want to mention too about the Patriots defense. I think Kyle Duggar got injured, and he's a that was big. He's a you know a really talented athlete. He's been playing really well at that safety position. And then Adrian Phillips went down late in that game too, which is you know those are two crucial positions in a game like that. So I think that might have been a factor as well. Well, talk to me about this, Bo. Do you think Mac Jones should have got booed? And do you feel like 
Do you feel like that was the right move? If you're on the sideline there, how do you feel about them flip-flopping quarterbacks and, and what you heard from Bill in the in, in postgame? Right. I mean, you can't really expect Bill to comment too much on that, just you know, knowing who he is and how he treats the media. But here's the thing, Chris. You know this. You know this about me. I'm a hater. I love to hate. And so I'd be the first one to shit on, you know, oh, fucking boo this quarterback. And I love hating quarterbacks, too, just like everybody else. But as a nose guard, a defensive line, you don't get any love. So anytime, you know, you get these prima donna quarterbacks and it's kind of I love, you know, them getting hate on. And I say all that to basically say, I don't think it was the right move to boo him at all. This is your first round, you know, a young quarterback who's, you know, kind of got the keys to the franchise, who led the team to a playoff you know, birth last or to the playoffs last last season. It's coming off a high ankle. High ankle injuries are tough. Those things linger, man. And it's I'm sure he's been grinding, trying to get back, doing everything he can, doing everything right. And he's getting booed after like, you know, a couple series at, in Foxborough, which is really one of the most electric places to play, in my opinion. Like I I, you know, unfortunately never played there as a as a New England Patriot, but I've played there multiple times and the atmosphere is really it's a great football atmosphere. So Kind of disheartening to see, in my opinion, because, uh, I mean, I was a little kind of surprised by it, but then when you think about it more, you're like, you know, why is that surprising? Well, all? it's not surprising. They haven't dealt with adversity like right. this as a fan base. But in I, a I long mean, it's time. just like, why, why boo a guy? Why, why are you trying to, you know, take the wind out of his sails before you can even really get going on a primetime oh. game after coming back Listen. from injury? If he's not wrecked by this, at least in the short term, <clears throat> he's a pretty mentally tough kid yeah. because it's hard, man. It's hard to – I've never heard booze. Like, I've heard booze when I jumped off sides or whatever, but, like, not at – like, I, you know, we don't know what that's like. And I'm sure leading up to the game, he's knowing, like, in his head, there's, like, a storm going on, dude. Right. He's thinking about, I got to be healthy. I got to be my best. It's raining. It's just the most inopportune time to make my return. The only thing I can hang my hat on is that the Bears defense hasn't been that great. Yeah. Um, you go out there, you get jumped, your defense gets jumped, and all of a sudden your game plan kind of goes out the window. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're hearing booze. Yeah, like everything you just outlined. That kid, the the one the first year you don't have Tom Brady, the guy falls into your lap and the offense is pretty good. And the guy's fighting back from an, an ankle injury. And this would yeah, Philly would never, is all I'm gonna say. Yeah, Philly would never. I know Philly would, but not not like that early. I don't think. I just think it was the the Bailey Zappy effect, man. Like people get really out of, uh, out over their skis a little bit with young quarterbacks and with people that 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 pop in and play pretty well in spots. Just surprise, or just it's like a pleasant, it's such a pleasant surprise. That it's hard to not get juiced up about it. We talked about this a little bit, but there's some sort of weird energy phenomenon chris where you know they boo you know they they boo mac jones they put in zappy and then you know he has all those completions he's, <laughs> and then there's a busted coverage and a long ball you know what i mean and it's just kind of crazy and it's not how even that, a good throw no it's not a good throw but it's crazy that, how that works out you, I, I don't think i'm doing a good oh. job of verbalizing this but like where you can almost feel this kind of like palpable energy where, and it, something like that happens. And it's just like, that's football, man. I, I don't really know if how to describe it exactly. I'll tell but you what it is. is the fucking force of the universe. Exactly. Man. It's and like it's a collective play. will it's of everybody. And, and the, the team looks so like gassed up when Zappy, you know, comes in to just make a change like that can kind of energize your team, which is can be a tangible, you know, palpable thing, but it's so crazy to just see the, you know, the force of, of, of a small change like that 
And then it just kind of works out for that brief, you know, those brief little two or three series or whatever when Zappy was balling. And it's, there's something, I don't know, there's something there, man. And we've all felt well, that. I'll like we felt that in, in, uh, in Philly, you know, in, in 2017, 2018. It's just, it's crazy how that works out. Well, I'll say this, and I, w- I don't want to oversimplify it, but they can run more of the stuff that Joe Judge and Matt Patricia want to run with Zappy under center. And I mean that under center, like more often uh, than, than Mac Jones and Mac Jones, you know, like you're not going to be able to get as much as your play action going. They ran a lot more play action. They highlighted it last night. I think it was 15% the first two weeks. And then weeks three through five, I think it was 35%. And the two balls that he hit, that Zappy hit when he got in the game, were play action shots. Okay, and as you outlined, the first one to Jacoby Myers, like he has to turn around to catch that ball. I mean, it's it, that should be a walking in touchdown. Okay, so I'm not down in Zappy. Uh, I, I personally don't think the answer's in the building for them. Like I don't think I, I don't know that the answer is in the building for these guys, but I could be wrong. I, I you know I've been wrong before. The sample size is too small. The New England but Patriots- the shot to Devonte Parker was 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 also play action. So. Yeah. You got to involve play action with the way this team's built. And I just don't know if they can get to as much of it with Mac Jones. So I don't know what they're thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what they're thinking, couple, but, the, but this, go ahead. No, I was just going to, I mean, if we're transitioning, there's a couple other funny things. I thought I, I thought it was really funny. At one point, Joe Buck, I think it was Buck said something along the lines of, man, I'd love to put a heart rate monitor on, on Bill Belichick right now. See what his heart rate is. And then the camera cuts to Bill on the sideline and his heart rate is probably 45. <laughs> 45. <laughs> like, he is just 45. deadpan. Just, you know, another day mm-hmm. at the office, like not a single expression on his face. So I was wondering if you caught that, but I, that made me chuckle. You know, pretty hard. What made, me chuckle was, what made me chuckle was Peyton Manning, and somebody sent me this when they're 33 to whatever it was. I kind of just fucking shut down, uh, so I wasn't paying attention. Uh, but but they were about to go in and score if they didn't take a knee, and and Peyton's up there on the Manning cast, like go in and score. You get a chance to to put up 40 in in Foxborough, you do yeah. it. And it was it was like he was yeah. he, he was living through <laughs> yeah. uh Justin Fields, bro. Yeah. It was crazy how Gillette kind of deflated to like, you know, the team and but mm-hmm. the, the energy in the stadium just feel like it went out later. And I thought I saw someone from the Bears, I think maybe one of their linebackers commented about that or I saw that in the media too, but I thought that was very interesting cuz you wouldn't expect, you know, the Bears to kind of silence the stadium like that in Monday Night Football and you know, fall in Foxborough. Um, and then one other thing I want to talk about too, is just, I don't know if I've ever on that. There's a pick late. I don't know if, I think it was the fourth quarter. Um, and uh, Mike Pinnell, who's a nose guard, you know, got a unsportsmanlike conduct for um, like a blindside block on Patriots center, David Andrews. <clears throat> and he got ejected after that. I don't know if I've ever seen that. Um, oh, wow. I didn't uh, see that. Yeah, play. He got ejected. I don't know if I've ever seen it. And I'm sure he's got a hefty fine coming. And his own head coach said, you know, it was kind of dirty football. Um, was it? Let me see. I don't think it was necessarily like it was definitely like he cleaned his clock pretty good. And, you know, Dave, David Andrews was down after that and he's being evaluated for a head injury. So I hope he's all right. Um, but it was kind of one of those blocks where his back against his own, you know, goal line. So it's yeah a blindside block, but he, I mean, he got it. You remember back in the day when the, where you get a screen pass to the D lineman and the interior, you know, like guard would peel back on you and just what you wouldn't see it coming and kind of smash you. It was one is of those. Is that dirty? Is that dirty? I, I mean, don't like, think it was my guy, but I don't think it, you know, I don't like, think it was like purposefully like bro, there was a time in football. There was a time in football 
when when it was like as soon as there's an interception, you run and assault the quarterback. Exactly. Yes. And that like would you, never you try, that would you be trying flagged. to fuck the quarterback yeah. up. And you can't do you can't even breathe on him anymore. Right. I remember late in my career, like after picks, I would just go up and kind of like I, yeah. I was afraid and to the, hit the, the quarterback. The line judge would come find you, like whoa, 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 whoa. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, that yeah, was yeah. a what coaching point early in the NFL, like. Go get the quarterback, and but it, I just well, thought, this is da- this isn't the quarterback. This is right. David Andrews, I know. He's a big man. So. Yeah, and he, I mean, he got him pretty good. But I've never, I don't think I'd ever seen that. And I'm sure, like you know, an ejection. It's not dirty at all to me. Like the ball handlers right in front of him. Like he has to block Andrews. Right, I mean, and he's kind of the closest guy to you if you're nose guard. Like that center is kind of right there. Um, I, I know what the I, I know what the result of this play is. But what do you think hurts a lot more? Um, is it and maybe Andrew's head hitting the ground caused it, but was it the chip on Micah Parsons for Leonard Fournette not to bring that up again or this? What's more dangerous? I mean, I kind of actually was I, like, I was thinking about that too when I saw it and you know talking about it. It's it's kind I feel like it's kind of all yeah. in the same vein. But those are the ones. I mean, the ones that get you the worst are the ones that you don't really see, you know. And I think that's yep. kind of what both of them are. No question. The hardest I ever got hit was by Rashad Jennings in the the high school state championship. Rashad Jennings played. 10 years in the league as a huge running back. He was the same weight as me. He laid me the fuck out. I didn't see him coming. Right. They hurt. They hurt. But, you know, um, I don't know. I'm kind of surprised that guy got ejected. I was commis- I was uh, commiserating with my refrigerator at that point. So um, <laughs> yeah, the fridge is like, come on, get it over come with. Come on, I got, some, I got some cookies in here for you. <laughs> Make it feel better. So, <laughs> so anyways, I don't know if they're benching Mac Jones for real. I, I don't know what's going on. But, like, that's enough on a damn football game like that. I mean, that's just... As that was gross. But if you're a Bears fan, not so gross. And they're one of these teams that you look up, like the the Panthers. The Panthers aren't in the class of the, the, the Seahawks. They're not even in the class of the Bears, I don't think. But these are three teams that I'm just off the top of my head are like a game out, dude. There are three games between two teams with, with a winning record, I think, this weekend. And I, I, I'm not positive about that, but I think I looked earlier. Um, and I don't think there's there's a bunch of two winning teams playing each other in the NFL right now. It's just too muddied up. So it's pretty interesting. It's going to be buckle up. I don't even know how to bet these fucking games. We got Ravens bucks Thursday night. The bucks are in trouble. The best moments in a sports fan's life are in football season. I'm not talking about September. I'm not talking about the first week in October. I'm not even talking about the second week in October. I'm talking about when it gets colder, the temperature drops, the games get bigger, the hits get harder. And you can curl up and watch some meaningful football. I like to do it with a Miller Lite from the fridge and a cold frosty mug from the freezer. Frosty mug, meat, a cold, beautiful can of Miller Lite from my fridge. That's teamwork. We come together, we can make a great play out there. And the, and the best play to make on a Sunday is a nice cold Miller Lite and a frosty mug at home. That's my favorite thing. Maybe a fire in the fireplace. Yeah, now we're talking. But Miller Lite, it's an original And it's more than that. It's been a fan favorite since 1975. The best part, no matter how your team plays, Miller Lite is always a winner. The perfect beer for Sundays. I gave you the the hot tip. Having that frosty mug is a lot like having home field advantage. I mean, like, it just makes everything better for your boy and your boy's friends who file in every Sunday to enjoy cold, ice cold Miller Lite uh, at, at, at my house. I mean, we have a lot of people over, and I got to have the Miller Lite stocked up. A lot of light beer cuts back on the most crucial ingredient, flavor. Just 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12-ounce serving. Miller Lite, quick on its feet, 
heavy hitting on flavor. No wonder it's been MVP from day one. This football season, enjoy the sweet taste of victory with Miller Lite, the original light beer. Find it pretty much anywhere beer is sold. Go to MillerLite.com slash Greenlight for delivery options near you. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Um, um, we, we did this award earlier in the year, and I kind of want to bring it back, but sphincter gauge of the week. Oh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, man. I mean, I've, I, we know I'm still back down here in Tampa Bay and talk to a lot of my friends that are playing for the Bucks. And, you know, sometimes you give your buddies shit after a tough loss. I didn't say anything to the guys because I know that that's losing to Carolina Panthers, you know, 21 to three on the road with a roster as talented as the Bucks. And, you know, the greatest football player of all time is truly, truly a head scratcher. Um, so I know that there are some tight, tight buttholes walking around one buck facility right now so they got the ravens coming out of tampa on thursday night and that is going to be a you know a real real i mean i don't want to say must win but i mean come on oh yeah 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 and let me ask you this if you're todd bowles how are you feeling right now because it's like fuck dude i you know it's it it sucks because Todd Bowles, you know, I thought was was better than people gave him credit for as a head coach. Obviously, this is going to count against his record in a big way. But I think if you look back at this thing in 10 years and you didn't watch these games or you didn't take a close look at the roster, the way it was constructed, uh, you'd probably pr- be pretty sympathetic to Todd Bowles. I mean, Tom Brady's still really good. Yeah. But this is a fucked up opportunity a little bit. I mean, like. We thought we all nodded our heads when Bruce Arians was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure Todd's got a good opportunity here." This, that, and the third. Obviously, the injuries he can't control, right? But the Brady distractions, all this stuff, um, you know, and Bruce Arians being in the building, like, what's going on with that? You yeah, know, it's, it's just a I big. Mean, it's a weird situation yeah. there. Yeah, it's been then, a weird off season and yeah, a weird was, season. So yeah. I just feel, I feel for. Todd a little bit. I do too. I love Todd Bowles. I mean, I played for him, but I loved his defense. I love him as a coach and I've never experienced him as a head coach, but you know, to have the situation he did in, in, you know, New York with the jets and then to come down to Tampa and you're like, okay, he's got a, you know, good roster and a, you know, obviously an incredibly talented vet quarterback. And then to have them, they just look so flat. It's, it's really, really, it's crazy. Um, but I mean, yeah, like you said, injuries like Chris Godwin kind of got to get him going coming off that tough uh, knee injury he had last, you know, last season. Their, their offensive line is very banged up. And I think that they've been blessed. I think last year they had an incredible offensive line. Uh, you know, they have Tristan Wirth, so I think it's really, really good. Donovan Smith is yeah, good. Yeah. Shaq Mason's really good right guard, but their left guard and their center are, you know, kind of weak for them. And that's one of the reasons why they haven't really been able to get the run game going. I think Tom's feeling a lot of pressure, checking the ball down a little bit more, but other random shit like that. You know, we all saw that Mike Evans drop early in the game. And I don't really say th- these kind of things very much because it's just, you know, people say shit like this all the time. They're like, yeah, whatever, like kind of shut the fuck up. But if Mike catches that ball and they score, no, I think they win it's that true. game. They just they needed do. one big play to kind of energize them. And they, it's crazy how flat they, they look. And, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And the Bucks defense, uh, notoriously, like I know that defense, another defensive line coach, Casey Rogers is one of my favorite coaches I've ever had. And he's a great, great coach. He's co-defensive coordinator <clears throat> for the Bucks right now. But like the Carolina Panthers are running the ball all over him without, um, 
without Christian McCaffrey and no one, no one's no. expecting that. There's a, there's a no. 60 yard run that hits in Vita that kind of winds back and hits in Vita's gap and goes for 60. And then, you know, they're running a dive solid or like a duo double, you know, where they dump, they're getting like 13 personnel and they double everyone on the line. And it's, it's just yeah. as, those run plays are just designed to make the corner. It's to get a one-on-one with the running back in the corner. They got a rookie cornerback in because Carlton Davis is hurt. And that, that's a run that goes like 27 yards. And it's just stuff like that where you're like, it's so, it's not what the Bucks have been doing for the last couple of years. And uh, it's very, very interesting. And it'll be very, you know, I'm kind of excited to watch this Thursday night game. I think the Bucks have their backs against the wall in a short week. With a good oh, Ravens I hope team, they lose, so. Bo. I hope they lose. You know, we got that Bucks under win total, um, 11 and a half, and I feel good about it. The 538 has the Bucks finishing nine and eight. Okay. Um, is that a typo on the point differential up there with the, did 538 do a typo with the Bills? <laughs> no, that's crazy high. They're supposed to be plus <clears throat> 200. That's where they're tracking right now. That would be incredible. That would be incredible. So, um, so looking at this, some of the, some of the teams, 538 does these, these, uh, projections, but this is a, right this now is it looks like the Bills, gambling thing that you're talking about right now. No, this, this is just, you know, how many, how many math games these chase, wins. This is chase long over here. <laughs> you, no, it's not chase long. So it's interesting as bad as the Bengals have been, 538 has them projected to finish the, the sixth best team in the league. And part of that is because it's going to take 10 wins to be the sixth best team in the league according to 538. So pretty interesting, like the, the drop off from some of the best teams in the league. I mean, in a 16 game season, as we're most used to um, in the old format, you figure a 10 win teams, maybe a nine and a half, nine win team uh, looking at it from a mathematical standpoint that the, there are in this situation, a few elites. And then there are some teams that are scrapping. Like these are projections. There could be, fucking six teams in total with 10 total wins with double digit wins this year. And that's with an extra game uh, in, 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 in the regular season. So it's kind of, kind of wild just looking at where we are. The NFC is South is so bad that the bucks are still projected to make the playoffs. It's crazy. Crazy. I don't know those Falcons. We talked about that, but then the other thing too, is like we saw this after the game, you know, maybe uh, the bucks can get some help from the refs down the stretch with Mike Evans uh, dishing out his autograph to, to the refs, did you see that, Chris? You have any thoughts so it on wasn't it, it wasn't an autograph, according to the NFL, who at first today wasn't going to give a statement. They were like, "There will be no further statements." It was not an autograph. That's it. You know, they were just going with the like, "I can't talk about it" thing. Um, and then later in the day, they were like, they realized that they're going to have to talk about it because they don't fucking read the internet. If they would read the internet, they'd realize a lot of people are talking about this story, but I've <laughs> never 22 seen year old like intern was like, whoa, whoa, Roger, Roger, we got a comment. We got, it's a, uh, tell me he's getting his number for a golf pro. Like, I guess Mike's trying to work on his golf game already. Halfway so here's what's year. weird about that whole thing is Mike Evans, like scribbled two digits and then, and then like walked off. I got to see the video stops and it doesn't look like he's doing an autograph for sure. Not. Um, but it also doesn't look like he's right. I don't know what's going on here, ma'am. We'll get the. Uh, I don't know. Mike Evans played golf. Can we get on his Instagram? Yeah. <laughs> and see if he's ever played golf? Because you know, people post when they play golf. They all take the picture in front of the hole. Or Lamar Jackson uh, takes a takes a picture in front of the hole with the. Uh, 
he had like a nine iron out and he like teed his golf ball up on the green. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. It's really and look, funny. look, like people are walking by like, what the fuck is Mike Evans doing? Yeah. Um, this looks weird and it is weird. And, and I believe Mike Evans. I think Mike Evans is a stand up guy. Well, Mike doesn't um, give a shit. I, if there was something funny happening, I feel like he would have come out with it. You know, like yeah, you see Mike Evans, guys on the sidelines. Oh, okay. Like he don't care. So it continues. It continues. He does continue to write something. I hadn't seen the whole video but he does walk around the corner and continue to write probably his nine digit phone number uh, or, or uh, 10 digit phone number. Jesus Christ, 17, 18 games, 10 digits. Um, <laughs> how many weeks to 52 weeks in a year? Um, okay. I'm, 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 Mike I'm, does have a uh, celebrity golf tournament every year. Oh, and there are pictures on his website of him at the golf tournament. Guys. No swinging pictures, but case closed. He's also an elite Call of Duty player, but when he drops the ball, nobody gives him shit like they do to Kyler. Yeah, because he doesn't drop the ball with regularity. He's a borderline Hall of Famer. And Ooh, he's I don't like, know about borderline, Chris. I think he's a Hall of Famer, man. Well, I just, I, I'm careful with these the Hall of Fame police. So I, until people retire, I just call them borderline Hall of Famers unless they're like first ballot guys. I'm retired, Chris. Um, What's my status? You're not going. <laughs> Be a new bull, ah. brother. Yeah, no, I know. That's not, that's not even in question, dude. That's not even in question. So my last mention um, will be Beefcake of the Week. And this is kind of an anti-swag, swag kind of guy. You know, the kind of guy that's just kind of wearing issue gear at all times. You know, no swag, swag. Um, it's Ben Jones. There's a viral video of Coach Rabes giving uh, Ben Jones an emotional hug after a game. And... He got some love for that on uh, social media, but I've played against Ben Jones a bunch and he's a really good player. Like you just kind of being honest with you. I love players like Ben Jones cause they leave it all out there and he's not necessarily like the most athletically gifted or talented guy, but he's been in the league for a long time. I remember playing against him in Houston and kind of like, guy that I've always enjoyed catching up with after games and stuff like that. But beefcake of the week is a really good player. And, uh, you know, he kind of leads that, uh, physical, titans offensive line so to see him get some love from vrabes and everybody else on social media i thought he deserved a little bit of a shout out no question vrabes really to me like ben jones is the guy playing hurt and all that and i don't know what the injury was vrabel is a stud and like this is what makes him a stud he's a former player you know he, right. he's he able to connect it. with guys he gets it there's a second camera angle where you can hear them having the conversation and vrabel's emotional man you know, he really lives it with these guys. So I think this is um, this is case in point of why Vrabel is uh, is always in the mix as a head coach with this group and why this group's always in the mix. I'm getting right. choked up talking about it. No, I'm joking. I, was, I have a burp. We're emotional. Ooh. Emotional. Emotional podcast. Uh, no, but like what you said, I mean, I think you see as a player, you see something like that and kind of why you do it man you know um just to get the respect and admiration of your peers and your coaches uh you know that's kind of something for an unsung hero like a center you know it's kind of a special thing so shout out to ben jones beefcake of the week i was jealous of ben jones you know what i felt i felt jealousy looked like a good hug you know like to have a head coach that cares about you like that i have had head coaches that care about you but that's a real connection I agree. Yeah, yeah. It looked like a special moment for them. You very rarely get a fucking thank you directly for playing hurt. Especially I don't know right that I ever got after, a fucking th- after a game, you know, like that no, in the yeah, tunnel. Yeah, yeah no, no, you never get a thank you like that. That was really cool. Hey, Bo, take care. Thank you so much.
Cupid, my friend. 